Hi, you're listening to Reminisce, the Empowered Podcast. This is your host, Ryan Reed. Today we have a special guest with us, LaVon Howard, and he and I are going to discuss the importance of finding your purpose through pain. LaVon, can you just introduce yourself and share a little bit about what you do for the audience? Oh, my name is LaVon Howard. I am the CEO of CEO Sound of Pat, the greatest of uh, what we do is we do workshops for um, youth in the communities and the schools on issues that they face every single day that play their greatness that the schools do not address until something happens or or something that is needed. And I've been doing this for the past five plus years. It'll be six years in January, and and I think that's pretty much it. I don't know if you want to go into me going to what happened and how I came about. So when we do that now. Um. Yeah. So I just wanted to know, like, how has pain really become a motivator for your success and your success in um, starting Path to Greatness in order to impact the community? Well, well, pain has always been part of my life since I was three years old. So I've been dealing with pain for three, since I was three three years old when my dad was my biological dad was killed on his birthday while I was three years old. So for mm-hmm. years I was I was told that I could my dad was killed by a drunk driver's birthday. I believed it for a long, long time. I've been I'll be I'll care of that. And then recently recently I found out that my dad was killed because he refused to give his gold watch. He got from his job, well, his job, his job, and um, for his job, and 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 some guys was gonna watch, and my dad said no, so the guy shot me instantly. So for I was in that pain for a whole long time, and me, so. So, 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 I was there for a long time. I had like a male figure in my life, not being people not being there for me, not knowing how to be a man, and things like that. And plus, also, um, and, and I know pain. Also, I've been going through therapy since I was in the same grade, so same grade through fifth grade, then seventh grade through college. Actually, uh, pretty much like over. Over like ten plus years, three therapy plus the four years I had middle school. So, so I've been through a whole lot of pain, and then I that because I came with that was was bullying, was bullying, and being teased, being called out my name a lot, and plus, plus also in addition to being lied to, you know, by by, by a lot of people, and made me false promises to. And and me and let down a lot of people in my life that still said that were, in addition, I never I never ever in my life had a best friend that I called to and confide in and tell my truth and my burdens, my sins, all that stuff. So I've been through a whole lot, whole lot of hell. But with all that pain came up purpose because I didn't I didn't want our youth to suffer what I suffered. You know, and a lot of times it is in the it says into the village the way a child. And I never had that. I, 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 I had a village that always spoke, they always, they always, they always let me down. 
So, but but they called in and not support like like a support like of of you know positive influences of input that full also made it. So, and I and I did I didn't want our youth to suffer. I suffered and they know that there's someone in me that they, they can trust and they they're gonna rely upon and they know that they're not gonna nut down. They're gonna keep their word. They're gonna be committed to them and go forward. So. It, it, it's been a, a pain, and I still say a pain right now this day. But at the same time, it motivates me to be, do better and not, and not, and not let that be an excuse for me not be successful. And mm-hmm. I'm trying to. So, and sometimes you need pain as your ally, and, and not, it's not, it's not, and not as your your excuse. Because a lot of mm-hmm. times we try to run away from the pain and try not deal with it. But at the same time, at some point in your life. It's going to be a point you have to deal with that pain. And it, it will lead directly or indirectly. But you got to, are you going to work from it or are you going to embrace the pain? Because the pain, it makes you who you are. And that's part of your testimony. And without time, you got to shame that testimony. And God's not pleased with that. And God wants to be transparent with other people and bless us. We, we got to be transparent with other people because of the day it's your stories. It's your truth. We should never live, live in a lie or falsehood because if you do, God's not gonna bless you, and God, not God, not God, God, you're not gonna go to heaven. So we all want like to live. You might as well be true and be transparent and be well, and not be fake with nobody. Because every time we take, because we work with youth, and I like a youth see from see through the BS and lies and fakeness. You might as well be transparent right from the get go, so the kids know. Okay, look, this person's well. He's not fake. He's not. They're not fake. He's not fake about it. And he wants you, they want you to be, be just be well with them because then day is about it's about it's about being being your best self and being your authentic self apologies and that's where I'm getting to go to now because I about years I've been silent about my story, I've been been quite quiet because I felt like any time I told my story, people laughed at me, people didn't take me seriously. So I'm now at the point where you don't care if I feel about me. I'm going to say, tell the truth because in the day it's my truth, and I want our kids, uh, young adults who I encounter, to be uh, be okay with telling the story so they'll be, be free for the, for the, so they'll be free and then live, live the best life for God and not no one else. Mm, that is excellent. Um, you said so many powers, powerful things just now about being your authentic self and how when you are your most authentic, then you're able to walk in the purpose that God has for you so you can shape and change the dynamics of, you know, different communities and different um, negative experiences and pain that people have had. And you, what? through telling your truth, you're healing people. So, you know, that's fantastic. Um, and I also heard that you said that you went through a lot of counseling. There's a lot of stigma that around going to counseling. So how did you, through your pain, still um, ignore that outside stigma to get the help that you need? Like what went through your mind when you finally decided that that's what you were going to do and that's what you needed to empower yourself? Well, well, a lot of times when I was younger, I I, I go counseling no matter what. I, I was forced to go counseling because growing up I had speech problem, and then I had speech problem, and 
I had to go to therapy because I couldn't really talk. The way I talk now, I could I, I would say certain sounds for other sounds and we different ways, and then you know, and for trust me, it, it it was definitely embarrassing. It, it was embarrassing, like you be the one only one in the class going therapy, and you know you get laughed at, and you, a class know you go therapy, and at a certain time, at a certain day, it, it, it's really embarrassing. You know, and and, and it hurts a lot. It, it, it hurts that you know, no one, no anybody to talk to about it. And someone to show you pain, whatever, and say, hey, it's, it's going to be okay. It's going to be this, that, and third. And when he hurts at the same time, that takes away the essence of people that really, and some of you who you really are. And, being, and people be there for you and, and learn somebody, knowing that shoulder to cry on and all that stuff like that. So, it's what he was frustrated. It's what he was asinating. So, and when I got to college, I I made a choice to go to family because in the high school, I really had I, I got braces in high school, my sophomore my, my sophomore year of high school, and I basically had to learn how to retalk because I thought mm. my I, I thought I thought a brace was going to be help me get to the voice, the ideal voice I wanted to be, but end up getting, making it worse. So so basically I had to retrain myself and we basically start over and learn how to talk. So again, so, and that, that really bothered me. So, and, and I go to see therapy and college because even though it was embarrassing, right now I was more concerned and say, look, I'm okay with it. So, and so I went to family because I wanted to, I wanted to be a teacher at that time, and I wanted to have the best voice possible, but at the same time be transparent. And and it, 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 was, it was it was a long walk from my dorm to there once a week, and going to this little cabin scene, and but at the same time I gained a whole lot from it. So and and then what happened was I remember one time my senior year. I was a student teaching, and I was still teaching in Northeast Philadelphia. I was pretty much by my, all my friends at the time were still at school, at college, and a lot of people at that time, people didn't check on me. They thought I dropped out. They thought I left. They thought I died, you know, and I'm saying, like, okay, like, why am I by myself? And I felt like I felt from my sleep my last semester, I was by myself, and then at the same time, I was staying somewhere, my first girlfriend at the time, that she had cheated on me my last semester. So all these other things I was going through, I was going through this, that, that and third. Then, so then I went to the, I went to the teaching. I was just on Northeast Philadelphia. And then one night I got home. So two times she called me. She was like, no, she called my mom. And my mom told me to call my supervisor. Like, it was urgent. I really didn't like buy it, take it seriously. This is around like this was around like nine nine o'clock. She started calling his supervisor, and then they take it. Then she called me. Then I called her. Then the supervisor told me that that my co-op teacher for Northeast said she told her that she wanted me to stop teaching because of my speech problem. So mind mm. you, I was actually so. Uh, she was like, so she got my voice. So I was basically 
like I was I, I was in there recording myself every night. Teaching, recording was gonna say, hey, hear, 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 hear that back and forth. That was that was, that was very uncomfortable because I hate I hated hearing myself talk. I got I I was sound differently that I thought sound differently than what what I actually heard. So and I, it was it was kind of embarrassing. I was kind of shaking my voice for a long time. I was really I was really kind of shaking my voice. I was like, I, cause sometimes you figure that you sound differently than we actually actually sound. And I was like, wow, okay, this is really interesting. So then. And the supervisor told me, oh, you're going to go to new school. So basically, I picked all, all the connections I made for that one school and leave, go to this other school in, in West Philadelphia. So that was a big shift for me because of my voice. And the teacher felt like the co-op teacher didn't want me to be there anymore because of my voice and the way I talked. It wasn't even my, my voice, anything. It was my voice and my talk. At that time, it hurt me because... I had no one again to talk to, no one to deal with that grief and pain. So, like, because being told that, it, it, it's embarrassing. It hurts. And you had no one to talk to about it. Like, mm-hmm. this, this is how I do, the, the deal with it. You know what I mean? So I dealt mm-hmm. with it. I turned that around. I made the best of it. I turned that positive. I went to the school, the school was Philadelphia, turned that around. The kids, Suddenly, right away, even though it was a, it was a, a process, I know said the company for me first, and and I was going through my voices, and then only time the kids heard me was when I yelled, when I was pissed off. Any time was nice, they take me seriously, but when I got mad and angry, they heard me. So and they got they got they know I wasn't singing anymore, and I, they felt like, oh, why are you having kids? But as everyone was saying it, but it's like you can't yell at the kids, but it's okay for the kids to respect you. So, and I found that dynamic too. So, and while I was on first grade class, it was like it was like it was like so much joy and so much respect I got for like students, and I, it really made me, you know, and it, it, it was with you. So. And, and and like so, I, so I, it, it was it was not an easy transition because like it's it was hard for me to like deal with people with that was a speech problem and like they not be accepted and and for years at the graduate college I didn't be me at all. I ran away from it. I didn't want to do anything. I went I went down the carriage and I was like, look, I'm good. I want I don't miss anymore. I'm like, look, and then this one guy told me need to go back. Go a temple, find out what's going on, your voice, and find out you need help. I'm like, look, I don't need help. I'm like, I did all right. What I'm doing now, almost ten years, almost ten years later, I'm like, I'm not doing this anymore because at that time I was ashamed. I was like, I didn't want to go through that pain, go back, and we want that again. But like, mm-hmm. you be a grown man and go speak family. I don't, I didn't want to do it anymore. But I something up and went. So. And and all that I was family too, so it's it, it's hard. It's hard. <coughs> it's hard when you don't have people in your life that to push you and encourage you and be there for you. I mean, and that's why I went to therapy because I felt in a place where somebody someone I can feel listened to, I can feel valued and feel important, and, and they would not judge me. It's like I get to the point like. 
always trying to be transparent, but people judge you for being honest. And I thought yeah. it was okay to be honest. And then you shut down with being tell how you feel, and a lot of times we get told, hey, don't tell you how you feel. But it's how you tell you feel, you get shut down, you get criticized for it. So, mm-hmm. so, so again, again, it, it's like all this whole journey. I'm, I'm still going with pain right now because, like, again, like, I'm not fully healed because maybe that one day I get married, I, I, I will get healed because they'll, y'all, that be have one person that will love me for all, all of me and set me for who I am, and I not find that one person that all that, all that. Oh, that has not done that yet at all. Oh, that's like, oh, we got a certain condition or a certain way. So I've learned for all that. So no, I'm by myself. I pray one, every day. I get married one day. Find out one person that's going to set me for everything. And then my burden came out, it came out since. Like I said, the guy is just one or two. Carry, carry your own burden. Because someone goes burdens. Like, you know, and like, and also had that, Spirit of Deuteronomy 31 8. I'll let me be no forsake you. So, so. That is, so that's, is really good. You know, and I'm just so thankful for you for um, working through, you know, the barriers that you had in your life and not allowing them to stop you because you are really changing culture of how people interact with each other and understanding the importance of being your true self and how, you know, it's not easy. And I'm I'm really sorry that, you know, you encountered, especially, especially people in education who are educators who didn't give you the space to be your authentic self you know, to say that you totally had to stop teaching um, is is ridiculous, and um, we need to do something about those people who are closed-minded and, and still have access to our students because they are the people who are shaping the minds and shaping the culture of our society, and it's not acceptable. It's not acceptable for them to even say that to you, that you need to stop because of your speech impediment. Right. So um, thank you for being that voice to say that it's not acceptable and to continue to found organizations like, you know, a 50C3 nonprofit organization that is improving the lives of middle school and high school students in the city of Philadelphia. Um, So it's commendable work that you're doing, and your story is is changing lives. Um, So what advice would you give to someone who has difficulty using their pain for good? Like, what kind of support do you think we need to give to people like that? Because I know that um, there's many people who get stuck in that pain and can't move forward. So what would you say to them? Well, I will say to them, think about, look over your life and what you have accomplished despite your pain. A lot of times we always, like, 
deal with the negative aspects, but if you sat back and examine yourself and look over your life and what you what you overcame despite your pain. So look at that over that first and also forgive yourself because um forgive yourself because you need to understand why, you know, again wasn't wasn't like your fault, you know. A lot of things happened to us was not planned to ourselves. And we and we had to understand that's not your fault. And you gotta also most importantly, you gotta learn how to forgive yourself, you know, and move forward. A lot of times we kinda of make excuses and blame each other and all that stuff like that. But but and don't make excuses let's embrace the pain and move forward. You know what I mean? In a day in a day is your is your life. All of us have a testimony and someone out there needs your story and needs your honesty. And you, you kind of, I learned the best way to heal, to heal, to heal yourself, is to heal someone else. Mm-hmm. So, so you learn to heal yourself, heal someone else, or or maybe serve someone else. That'll help you heal because there's always someone always worse off than you. But we may, mm-hmm. we want we want to understand that in that moment because you go you go through it. Yeah, you know you know. Okay, well, this is what's up with you. You know, we we don't we we, we kind of know that, but while we go forward, we don't understand it. You know, but you know, but but once you take a look back and look, like, oh wow, okay, 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 you're right. All right, I, I can do this. You know, I can, I can overcome this. You know, and you got you got to learn how to press go forward because you can't go forward if you don't you don't deal with it. Because at the end of the day, someone out there needs your your story, and you gotta use that as more faces. To help you, to help you be the best you, because in the day you can't that pain, that pain hinder your greatness. Because all of us are called to be great, you know, and not mediocre. So, and we we can't have mindset that you are great despite what you you've been told that or not been told that. You've been told to be you've been told to be the best you, the best the best you, no matter what you you went through. Mm-hmm. So definitely you're saying that in order to overcome your pain, you must look over your life and realize that everything that has happened and everything that you have done has not been in vain. It is There's many positives that you have added into the community. So focus on those things. Also, so you need to use the time that you have to invest in somebody else. And that's exactly what you've done with um, Path to Greatness. And I know that you continue to instill positive affirmations into the community by reiterating the fact that you are great. You're born to be great. You have greatness in you. So um, it's, it's so powerful. And I'm so thankful to spend this time with you today talking about this topic of using your pain for purpose because I think everybody has a story like that because we're human. So we make mistakes. We experience um, negativity from people who are just ill-informed about our own experiences. And I can totally relate to being a person um, with a disability actually grew up in special education, so right. um, beginning in, kin- I would say, well, I went to kindergarten twice, 
And then in first grade, you know, I was diagnosed with um, having a learning disability. And actually the school system said that I would never be able to learn. Um, but, you know, just recently I, I spoke at Harvard University on the importance of culture in the classroom. So, and I, you know, I achieved my master's. And I became a teacher because I had some great teachers who believed um, in the greatness of me. So, you know, it's powerful. And, you know, there's many people who didn't get over their pain and are not producing. So it's important for people like you and I to continue to share truth so we can make the impact and change mindset. Oh, thank you. Thank what? you. So, um, moving forward, how can people get in contact with you if they want to build a partnership with you and invest into Path to Greatness? Right. So, basically, you get people to contact me at um, my phone number is 267. Seven seven zero five five zero six. Um, most times, if people call me, and I don't answer because I don't know the number, so that's why I tell people actually text me first, so I know who it is, so so, so I, I won't feel uncomfortable. So, and as long as you call me, I don't I don't answer. I tell people to do. I'll say be a message because it's um. It's disrespectful to call someone and I need a message. So do a voicemail. Mm-hmm. I'll get back to them as probably as possible. Because I, 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 the day is about their time, and and then we never know you might miss your, miss your blessing. You know, and you don't call back. So so I call people back, and they also can email me at lavonhomrickseminarygmail.com. It's L A L A V is a Victor O N H O W A R D. The number seven at gmail.com. I'm on, I'm on Instagram at, at Levon1021. And, and my business page is, uh, is PTG11113. So it's four ones and number three at Instagram. And then Facebook is Levon Howard. Um, my pretty much like the mentor. Page on that with me, Hamali, and my Facebook page. Facebook, my business page is facebook.com backslash path to great on R one. So it's B A T H B A T H T O G R E A T. You know, and also, and my website is www.pathtogreat.org. So it's P A T H the number two. Great.org. Mm-hmm. And I'll definitely include all of this contact information that you shared with me in the link below the podcast so people can get in touch with you that way. Um, if you're listening to this podcast, please take time to connect with Levon and give back to the youth of Philadelphia. Um, your time, your financial contribution, your words of encouragement do make a difference. So thank you for listening to Reminisce the Empower Podcast. This is your host, 
Ryan Reed, and thank you for hearing the truth of Levon Howard. Thank you so much.